Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. Hi, everybody. Hello. 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 Thanks for having me again. Oh, yes. We have Nathan Hill, the writer, director, um, filmmaker extraordinaire on with us again. I love the flattery. It'll get you everywhere. <laughs> and I should say the Australian filmmaker extraordinaire, right? Because that, that, would ex- that. that would explain the, the accent, you know. Oh, yes, yeah, accent. <laughs> So we're going to talk about race. I know you love that accent too, Dicey. I do, I do. And the dimples. We didn't talk about that on air la- the last time, but, you know, I have nothing <laughs> to hide. I, to- I told you that in private. <laughs> I love it. So we're going to talk about Ray Revenge movies, and this is a very difficult subject, but like mm. any um, slasher, horror, uh, they're, they're all mm. violence and gore. So, I mean... What if you're gonna do torture and violence and gore anyway? Then why not make it because of rape, revenge, right? True. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that a lot of first films I noticed even when I was in film school that a lot of artists' first movies, strangely, were about some kind of sexual assault, and I think maybe it's because. Either for the artist, that's what they're going through personally, but it's also easy to shoot because it's really drama with violence. And let's be honest, you don't need massive budget for that. Mm-hmm. So I think there's two ways to do it. I think there's the there's kind of the there's the sympathetic way, which is more drama based on real events, let's say. And then, but then there's the other kind of fantastical, you know, fictional way to do it. And what I found with my film, it was kind of amalgamation of both. You know, because it's got the drama, but it's also got the the fiction as well. So I guess it depends on the audience you're going for too. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and your film that you're referring to is Fox Force. We talked about some mm-hmm. of your documentaries last time, and this time we're going to talk about Fox Force. Uh, mm-hmm. Chantelle and I both watched it. Oh, uh, fantastic! What made you come up with that title? I was curious about that because it had it a, another title at first, Tomboy. Correct. So what happened was in the original writing phase, uh, I was big on Tarantino and Fox Force 5 was something that just stuck in my head. When I was writing the script and I found there were five characters, I thought Fox Force would actually work. Um, Initially, I had an actual fox that was scouting the property. So you actually started the movie with an animal who was hunting and trying to find... um, Actually, I don't think he was hunting. I think he was trying to find uh, shelter. And he comes across this barn and he peers in through this barn and he sees this horrific event going down. Um, And uh, so I went Fox Force. But the distributor that I had initially thought Tomboys would be a better title for marketing. So I let them run with that. But Mm -hmm. I've since re-released the movie, which is why I guess I'm talking to you guys today as well, going back to the original title because the distributor that I'm now working with prefers that. Hmm. Oh, okay. Mm. So even even as an independent filmmaker, you still have to follow what other people think <laughs> in terms of 
of marketing. Yeah, de de definitely. I mean, I just had a, another film, which is a comedy that uh, the distributor said, look, we really like it, but we want these time codes out. And I said, you're kidding me. I've got to revisit the master. I've got to open up the old files. I might, it might even mean doing another mix. And, you know, sometimes filmmakers, they can't be bothered and they won't even go ahead with it. Uh, but if, you know, you're passionate and it's a good deal and you like the people, then you'll go the extra mile, which is kind of what I've done uh, with this recent film. So, uh, you know, anything can happen, honestly. Mm, I see. What so you've got to be I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, inspiration for that film. Look, I guess it was um, a couple of things. One was the influence I had from that genre, um, in particular films like I Spit on Your Grave, mm -hmm. uh, really resonated with me as, as a young guy. Um, there was another really sick film called Demented that I saw that had a profound impact on me as well. And mm -hmm. a lot of the Farrah Fawcett mm -hmm. films, like Extremities, I really liked her films. Mm -hmm. So oh, I thought I could do something with that. And I think, as you guys know, I, I, I do love my ladies. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I really would love to work with a cast that was all female. And so I, this was kind of my opportunity. And what I found, though, was in pre-production was that a lot of the women I interviewed what saddened me was that a lot of their first sexual experiences were negative, like mm -hmm. with a male, and uh, and I, f I just kept coming up against it, and, I, and it made me sad. And I thought, well, what if I made this film for women? What if mm -hmm. I made this film so, for, as from a voyeur perspective, you could turn someone that had been abused could put this film in, and for ninety minutes, just imagine they were getting their revenge on their abuser, mm -hmm. and that was my motivation. And I had some of the girls compliment me and say, we, you know, they, they couldn't believe a man had written this script, which was the mm. kind of highest, highest compliment I could ever get. Mm -hmm. And I also felt like I was on the right path. Uh, and so it kind of became almost like therapeutic in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, I had mm -hmm. also had a, a relationship with a girl prior to the shoot that had been sexually abused. And uh, I was really angry about it and I couldn't do anything I mean, other than, you know, <laughs> go to jail for a crime that I commit, you know. So yeah. I, used my, I used my own voice and my art as a kind of way to deal with what was unresolved for me, just having that effect on me, if that makes right. sense. Yes. Yeah. So it was a bit, it was, it was, it was, a, I think the reason why the film is successful is because looking back now, it's a culmination of, making a film is one thing, but then connecting is another and then doing something that's noble is another thing. So, and I think the film's been kind of confused because it's easy to slap a title on and say, you know, Fox Force, you know, revenge is a bitch. Like it's easy to market that way. Yeah. But if you really watch the film properly, it's very dramatic and you've got three confessions with three, as you know, very long monologues from three different girls talking about their, their abuse and and if you look at it from that perspective it's actually quite a serious film right, you know? so, right so that that and that's been that's been confusing because you know as the filmmaker you've got your artistic integrity but then you've got the distributor saying well how do we market this you know mm -hmm. so you know it's an argument that a lot of directors have i think with uh distribute with distributors yeah right you and, mm. and there were uh, that's a really good point there was um there were a few lines in there that is um, I think important when talking about this this particular subject mm. matter anyway, and so mm. the quote, "It wasn't your fault." Don't ever forget that you know uh, that yeah. line, 
And then when yeah. the, the lady said, prison is nothing compared to what I've been through. Yeah. And so th those yeah. are the kind of things that bring up other questions for me. Um, just yeah. just in talking about rape revenge, period. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. and, th and it's one of the things that's brought up in this particular film. But how far is too far? You know, do, does yeah. the punishment fit the crime? How should mm -hmm. should everyone who's been raped, should they get their own kind of revenge and in the, in the, the, what would satisfy them and how far is too far is murder even sufficient or yeah. is that going too far? What do you think? I know I just threw out a bunch of questions at once, but. No, I like, I like that you've brought that up because I think that the answer is, is that there's two types of people in this world and there's the, the person that was abused that also becomes an abuser. And there's mm -hmm. the person that's abused that says that was horrific. I don't want anyone to ever go through what I went through. Mm -hmm. um, there's those two types of people. And, and to me, honestly, guys, my experience on the planet, it's really, it's that black and white. It's one or the other. Mm -hmm. And what I think with the movie is, though, is that Kat, the lead character, was on a death wish. Her mm -hmm. experience was so barbaric that she was going to probably do herself in any way. So yeah. the gloves are off for her. So she, she, and that's where, you know, it becomes complicated. And that's, I think, where you get the narrative because the other girls are then questioning everything she does. And then they're, it's actually her actions are making them question themselves. Mm -hmm. So even though she's on this kind of, you know, death wish revenge mission, she's probably going to go all the way, you know, regardless of what the girl, what her girlfriends think. But then that's what raises the questions. And I think that's where it gets political and that's where it gets philosophical. And that's where the debate starts, which is right. why I think that, that it is a good film for that reason, because it raises questions about not only humanity, but um, the judicial system, um, uh, code of ethics, um, mm -hmm. right from wrong. You know, it's it's got it all in there, which I think your movie has to have. It has to have, you know, um, life and death, and it has to have right and wrong. It has to have debate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if it's something that makes you think and wonder about these particular things, and mm -hmm. that is a good thing, like, is this revenge yep. or is this justice? That's the one that keep coming up, you know, to me, is it revenge or is it just justice? Because they were harmed and it's something that they can never get past. Right. And um, and so they they are getting what makes, it may not make the, the situation go away, you know, they can't ever get past that, but oftentimes. But, um, you know, if this is a way that they get justice, is that what justifies it, you know? You know, it's really interesting, Dicey, I'm so glad that uh, you invited me to this pod today because I've just had a flashback to something that I don't think I've ever said on air, which I'm going to do right now. <laughs> mm, great, great. When, when I, because I also had questions, you know, and I think that was because of what had happened to my ex. You know, I never had that closure. Mm -hmm. So when I was writing these characters, sometimes based on fact, I kind of was, I, I kind of was like, well, you know, should Kyle, who was the perpetrator, should he be killed? Should he, should he also be raped? You know, this question kept coming up and I was always kind of on the girl's side. But when the, when the movie was finally, finally, finally finished and everything was said and done and I could walk away from it, I had, I had a nightmare this, this on this particular night. And uh, it really threw me because, you know, quite often you don't remember your dreams, you know, and if you do, you know, you're lucky, I think. Mm. And the dream mm. I the dream I had was was profound because it was about this character Kyle as a child, and he was kind of being attacked by black crows, 
and and I don't know this 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 horrible image that that just kind of you know I woke up in a sweat um, you know close to tears because it was so real it was almost like a lucid dream I felt like I was there and I was observing this Kyle as a young kid being attacked by all these crows which as you know the crow is always kind of seen as a bit of a bit of a dark entity you know like if you look at a Hitchcock film you know it's always you know it's always a, and a, particularly in a dream I think it represents a, a kind of an evil. Um, so that got me thinking, well, what sort of a life did he have? <laughs> mm. And then it just completely threw me because then I started feeling, feeling sorry for, for that character. Um, and, and, and how did that character become that way? I guess we're talking almost like kind of Frankenstein's monster now, aren't we? Because this, 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 this monster that's been kind of almost man-made, he's a product of his reality. It, it's kind of it just gets really, really complicated. And I think what happens in the movie is what they're trying to do to this guy is say what you did is wrong. They really like even Kat says, I just want you to admit what you've done. Mm. If you can admit what you've done, I'll be ha- I, I can let it go. Even all the abuse she's had over all these years, just admit that you're wrong. And I think not getting that connection, not making this almost Neanderthal understand what he's done is where the violence comes from. That's where it all goes wrong. So it's that lack of communication. It's education. What did you think, Chantel? Well, Chantel? what we're talking about. <laughs> Are we talking about Fox Force or the subject in general? Um. Both. I mean, if in general, in in the sense of um, justice or revenge, I suppose, you know, a lot of people on our podcast that have been following us off and on. Um, if you have been following us regularly, know I am a survivor mm. and mm. I'll tell you that no movie that I've seen to date does mm-hmm. any, anything for me. Um, wow. Because. What what rape takes away from you is something it's something that you yourself can never replace it's like it's like it's like your virginity in many ways you know it's it's something that is gone mm-hmm. and you can never get that that part of you back and mm. i you know there's many things uh you know with your film you didn't show the act of rape on these girls which was great you just mm. kept a perspective and that was awesome well because it, it was real time though it was supposed to be like documentary style you know it was real time from where that event picked up just from as soon as that abducted him it's supposed to be real time for you know 80 90 minutes absolutely no and that yeah. was that part I really enjoyed that one girl was pissing me off and I wanted to, somebody to put a knife through her ear <laughs> that's just- <laughs> Um, (laughs) but I will, I will tell you, um, you know, when you, when I think of justice or, um, what was it you said, Dicey justice or revenge, revenge, you know, like, um, revenge is, is kind of a simple way of putting what's happening. They, they have been injured in a way, like you just explained, they can't ever get over. It's something that's been taken from them that they can never get back. Their innocence or their their peace of mind or their sense of security and safety, whatever that is, their trust in men, maybe, their enjoyment of sex. There's a lot of things that, that could happen there's there that they won't ever get back. More. Yeah. And and it's there is there there's layers. It is right. It is a, a physical cellular memory mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can be triggered through smells, feels, pressures. 
um, sounds. Amazing. There, you know, I, I went through the majority of my young adulthood, which is probably why I stayed with my first husband for over 24 years, unable mm -hmm. to really have multiple partners because I would physically vomit. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I could not open myself up to anyone uh, for for the... And even with my husband now, I, I actually was surprised I didn't actually get sick, but I did get, like, upset. And and a lot of times in the beginning of my relationships, I will go through a lot of crying mm -hmm. during right. it. After. And not because of anything they've done. I could have been had the best time ever, but it's still going to, it's a physical cellular reaction that you can't control. Mm -hmm. right. um, I will say... That if I if I had to choose revenge or justice, you know, here's the thing: justice. You know, people can go to prison; they can they can die of of colon cancer. They can, you know, there's so many things that you can feel like that was justice to me. I mm -hmm. like my abuser died, and he oh, died wow. of the elephant's disease. So he suffered the last ten years of his wow. life. Wow! Wow! Heart attack, and he was very big. He was as big as a twin size bed. That's how big he blew up. Um, but he was under the delusion that he loved me. Now, my right. when I was three years old. So it went on until he finally did penetrate. And that was years later. And I was looking for revenge at a point. And the universe... The universe stopped that because I would have I would have been done doing this podcast from prison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my mother actually had the uh, the gun that night, and I, I intended to use it. So you know, there is a there is a lot that has gone through my mind over the years, and and a lot of people that know my story intimately always say, "Well, you should write this. This is like something that somebody." And you know, and I get it. Like you. If I could share my experiences with someone who's gone through abuse to help them get through yeah. what they're going through, I think that would be awesome. And I'd love to do that. But it's very difficult to write about. It's mm -hmm. very difficult to, to talk about. Not necessarily like in this kind of way, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. you know, in an honest way on paper to where someone or even if I was just typing it for a blog, it would be it would be hard. Mm -hmm. and yeah. It might be something I do later on in life. You know, unfortunately, I don't think rape or abuse is ever going to stop on this planet. I um, agree. And it's sad, you know. Um, it is sad. I feel like I'm going to be honest with y'all right now. And everybody knows on this podcast, I'm a crazy bitch. But <laughs> if I decided revenge was what I wanted, I would also, mm. like your main character, would have to decide I didn't care if I was alive anymore. Because mm -hmm. I would never come back from that. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. yes, I do. Did you feel and, that, that, that that she portrayed that though in 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 a good way, in the sense that like she was very diehard death wish, and you could tell she's just overwritten that she at least was getting her way with him. Did you feel like that was I don't know enjoyable or to watch at all? Like was it? No, it was. Um, I would have wanted a little more. That's just because. That when you well actually Chantel, one thing, sorry to cut you off, Dar, but you're gonna love this because we shot footage that went, let's say, too far. <laughs> uh, and I had class I yeah, and I had classifications on my back. 
So they actually, in my country, in Australia, they said, you know, we can't have this shot, this shot, this shot, or technically it'll be porno- it'll be pornographic, mm-hmm. and because it's sexualized violence, we can't release this. So you'll probably be happy to know that I had to cut that baby back because wow. we because we actually did stuff that was worse in the initial shooting of the film. Wow. Yeah. Well, I- I will say, um, if I went to that to that point in my mind, I would have been just as abusive to the females around me as I would have the males, just because yeah. you are in a state of, I yeah. mean, you, you're in a psychotic break. You know, you're not I, a lot. Of, um, I would have probably put a, a screwdriver through that chick's ear. Like, <laughs> yeah. like so we're talking we're talking like a like a manic rage, like an uncontrollable fit of rage. Emma Jen, what was her name? Emma Jen, uh, yeah, yeah. Would have been, yeah, yeah, that's her, the first yeah. one. Be- before the first twist, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but, I mean, that's, you know, every, I spit on your grave. I have mm-hmm. still yeah. not seen, again, what I would personally. What you would have done. Mm. And I am actually currently in the middle of writing a story that that I think shows the difference between justice and revenge very well to these types that's of awesome. but i mean does it have to be one or the other or should it be one or the other you know at what at what point is mm-hmm. is um is it Not that yet. you know you yeah. did this and this is this is the the consequence this is the result mm-hmm. i think well, it, it would all- that, that guy's that guy died a horrible death and let's be honest you probably you probably it's probably a part of you that's that's happy about that you know like, oh yeah <laughs> trust you me. know what I mean? it was a very like, weird, it was it was a very it was like it was like weight lifted off my entire yeah. it, it's an and, ending and as because much- i mean we we have we even have legal um uh justified homicide you know there there are places that you could go you know whether one could be self-defense other could be in a state of insanity these things happen i don't think we really know how you know i i I wonder if it's something where we shouldn't limit people because we don't know the extent of the heart the the pain that they've gone Mm -hmm. through you know you just said that it could be a psychotic break so really someone in this situation if confronted or face to face with their abuser they could snap right and mm. so at that point, oh, whatever yeah. happens is a direct result of his actions in the beginning that led that led to this. Oh, Arguably. definitely. I will Arguably. say, if you were going to, and I'm not, I'm not condoning this for our listeners, but if you were going to get yeah. revenge on your abuser, mm. it doesn't matter what parts you cut off, what horribleness. Mm. If, you, if you're not planning on killing them, the only mm. way to make a man... Sorry to say this, Nathan, but the only That's way okay. to make a man feel even close to what it feels like to what they've put someone through is to publicly, in yeah, publicly humiliate something, because yeah. if it's not been if it's not something others are witnessing, they will never ever. Because men are really good at blocking shit out. Obviously, I, I really can I, can I ask Chantel. What what you what your like? I mean, we don't want to go into it, in, you know, too long. I understand that. But what was your take on Harvey Weinstein? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I, he, do, do you feel I, like we've had justice? I mean, there was, there was, there's never going to be justice for what he did. I mean, there's just yeah. never 
I, you know, honestly, with, you know, we have so many, there's now the hashtag save our children. Um, There's so many things happening on the planet where it's just so much abuse, so much uh, slavery of children, sex slaves, people being strung out on drugs to be put into prostitution. And it's at an all-time high. It's not going down. COVID isn't even stopping it. Um, You know, honestly, the only thing in my mind, and this is, again, somebody who's been in that situation, uh, Mm. the only thing in my mind that I feel like is is going to ever stop it is if we make the punishment worse. Yeah. Let me let me also throw in this part about the um you know the the psychological element from uh that it's not it's not for sexual gratification when there is abuse involved when you have someone who's a rapist or sexual assault is it's not for the purpose of physical gratification it is for the purpose of control in which mm. case you would have to attack the control part behind it, right? Mm-hmm. And so they, the, that's where the, that's why rehabilitation is so, it seems <laughs> futile. Mm. It seems right. futile because you would really have to go to the fabric of who that person is, right? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've really opened up a can of worms today and um, I hope it's for the better. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think with the movie, it's, it, it, let's be honest, it's still fictional, but it's based on fact. So, mm-hmm. oh, God, look, it's a really tricky one. I, I think if you want to look at it from, you know, from a from a filmmaking point of view, not not personal, but from a film point, filmmaking point of view, I would say it's good that it raised questions. I yeah. think it's entertaining. I don't think it's a bad film. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely uh, – it's interesting hearing Chantel, hearing your your um your own personal accounts, and and I'm I'm really interested in in what you thought of the movie overall because um you know you've experienced uh, the subject matter, so that's 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 amazing for me to get that feedback from you as well, and and I just want to also remind you guys, you know, I did make this because I was angry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like there's the you know I mean. Thankfully, you know, I wasn't, you know, my ex-girlfriend who got abused, but when she told me this horrific story and that it affected her, that affected my relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And I genuinely loved this person, but I couldn't be with them. Chantel, similar to what you were saying before, she couldn't hold down a relationship. So then I'm left with, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? This is just like, is this now my bad luck as well? Which made me want to get revenge on the guy that did it to her. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this has ramifications not just for the abused, but all those people around them that care right. about them. I mean, it's it's a friggin' and, rippling effect. And then exactly. when you look at it, too, guys, you know, a lot of girls go through things like this and boys when they're yeah. young. And, yeah. you know, when you they're have, vulnerable and they can't protect themselves. If mm-hmm. it, and, yeah, and if it's a parent, you have oh, the, other God. Parent, the other parent has to have some sort of clue what's happening. Oh, um, absolutely. Someone around has to have some sort of clue what's going on. And it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. Cause like, okay, so if you're a teacher, what can you really do to help a child besides report it? And then yeah. see so many things that are just slipping through the cracks. And you're this, right. This what, yeah, Cause you said, when you said before that, like, it's a personal thing that affects obviously everyone in a in slightly different way, but it's a personal experience and it's very hard to 
I guess, articulate that for, to make someone else understand, to interpret it, unless they've gone through it, they don't really know. Yeah. Right. So and, I guess, you know, from a filmmaker's perspective, you're really just doing an interpretation of what you think you know, or hopefully you're making something based on just the, uh, I guess, the, the emotions that did affect you because you knew someone and that, that was still real to you. The pain was received. Does that make sense? No, 100%. Because mm. I, I want to be resp- I want to be respectful. I don't want I don't want for a second, you know, Chantel, for example, you to think, oh, you know, I'm, I've I've made this film out of exploitation. I definitely have not. I, yeah, I really I want you that. to team. You know, I didn't see the it never even part. came off that way. Yeah, not not that not exploitation. I'm really happy that that you know we're on the level there because that that would be that would mean I've failed. Right. No, no, not exploitation. And I felt like it was also a way for people to empathize with the victims. Um, I'm not going to go into my own personal stories, but I think we most women have had some sort of That's assault in their thing. lives. It, 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 it is. Gives me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably more of us than not. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, you know, you think about it, there's more women than men on this planet. So that makes you wonder how many. Like out of five guys, are four of them willing mm. to do things like this? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to tell you something too, girls, because in Australia, I'm not sure about the world, but in Australia, it's horrific, but it's one in five men have abused someone. And that's only one, the ones that have been recorded. That's yeah. horrifying. And, I, and, and I in, wanted the to world, go with- in the world, I think you guys are going to freak out, but I actually think it's like one in three across it, like worldwide, because I did the stats when I was making the film. I researched it. That's horrifying. And that that's also why I wanted, even though this this is a difficult subject, why I wanted to talk about it anyway, because it's a sex and horror podcast. And this is one of the horrifying aspects that uh, I think, bring yeah, in sexuality. And, you know, you guys, you know, you said to me before we even met, you know, that it, that you guys really go there, that you're pretty hardcore. You'll yeah, take the gloves off. That's right. Sometimes we get real serious. <laughs> yeah, I love, but I love it. I think that's why I'm here. I think we're, you know, we're like minds. I think that I'm talking to you because I'm not, I'm not scared. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'll go there. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think you're, the people you interview will also, they go there. They, they're, yeah. they're pretty, they're pretty out there, you know, which is awesome. Um, but you guys are right. I mean, you know, it's a global topic and it's serious and it's fucking not good. Yeah. yeah. I will yeah. say that's part of why I married the man I married because if I ever mm. do snap and decide to uh, just go out there and start making some havoc and creating revenge, he'd probably go out there and help me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sounds awesome. There are some other uh, rape revenge movies that I've watched. And I got to say, I don't think anything about these movies are necessarily enjoyable, except for the fact that the the people who deserve the violence end up getting it. And yeah. the way they, they, the way they get it is, is, um, visually anyway, worse than, than what we saw happen, you know, what they did. I always like it when the person who I feel in my mind is justified to get it when they, when they get their just desserts, when that karma comes yeah. back, that's sweet. And that's, that's why I'm okay with watching rape revenge movies. I spit on your grave is- one that comes up over and over and over again, but also descent 2007. Descent that's with uh, Rosario Dawson and yeah, Marcus Patrick. That's on my top ten. I loved his revenge, and yeah. it's because I've it's got, one of those I've things that I didn't see coming, but I appreciate it. 
I'm glad you brought it up because Descent was another one I was going to bring up, which is in my top ten. Mm -hmm. um, but also want to know, um, Dicey, what you thought of um, Django Unchained, like as far as the narrative goes, him trying to save the girl. I thought that was great because uh, he's saving his woman in that, and that's yeah. not something, especially in in the period that that is in, that yeah. you get to see displayed kind of quite. Yeah, you don't get to see that display quite often, you know, in that era, because it is that's a that is a Tarantino film. Um, I thought that was amazing. Django Unchained, yes. So he gets to be the hero for his woman, and so I, I think I think what's good about that is if we're having rape revenge, most of the time the men in the movies are going to be pure scum. So it's always yeah. good to kind of have a balance too, where you see a male heroine. A male hero, somebody yeah. who's actually showing the other side of that. Not all men are terrible. There are mm -hmm. some that step up and do what they should do, and they protect and and they um, they they uh, put you you know put you as the queen that you should be to them. And so that's yeah. I liked seeing Jamie Fox in that role and what he did. He went to to the ends of the earth to make sure she was taken care of after yeah, all that no, had no, happened to her. Yes, yeah, so I love seeing that. Yes, absolutely. I think I was just um, it, it, I kind of I had an image of of her. I can't remember the character's name, but you know, because she'd obviously Harry had Washington. been abused. Yeah, Harry I mean, Washington. she's beautiful, um, and she was she. I mean, let's be honest, she would have been a sex slave. That was the character, you know. And yeah. um, so, just the fact that uh, there was some justice uh, at the end of that film, I guess that made me feel good. Um, you what know, did you I, guys think? I, I, I hardly ever even think of that film when it comes to um, to sexual violence. I forget all about it. I have that poster on my wall right now, and I forget uh, I forget about just, that part. But yeah, that's a, see, that's a good it, one. There was a famous story on on the day that you know they kind of took her out into the sweat box. You know, mm -hmm. when they stripped her naked and they put her in that sweat box in the in the earth at the front of the property, and. Apparently on set, all the extras there that day, as soon as they saw them carry the carry her out, they all started like screaming and you know and and protesting and like they were horrified um, because they didn't know that was coming. Um, so I don't know. That just always stayed with me because I thought, God, the acting is just so incredible to have had that impact on set because apparently the extras were just going berserk, like, you know, you can't do that. And, but, you know, there was a real protest. And they don't talk about that a lot in the media, but that happened. Mm. Wow. Irreversible from 2002 oh, is a, is a French film that yeah. it's one of those that you watch it once, you will never forget it. Oh, um, I, didn't, I thought it was a jumbled mess at the beginning. Like, what is going on yeah. here? You realize yes. that the whole movie is being told in reverse. Same. Yeah, and it was very confusing. Yeah, and then you get to what's really going on, and I remember I was in shock, and my mouth was open, and I had my hand over my mouth. Oh my god, this did not happen! Oh my god, that that, that movie had such a build up when like before it came out, that was almost like a rumor. It was like, oh my god, if you've seen this horrific film, like there was a real stigma to it, and people were very intimidated. People were scared to watch it. They knew that they were gonna they were, they were gonna see something bad that they'd never seen before. But it's interesting because talking about that kind of euphoric um uh not even euphoric it's just that confusion Chantel would you say that that is that was done well because that was that was almost shot from what what you were saying before being almost kind of in this kind of psychotic rage where you're out of control the camera was kind of like that in that film did would you agree with that I 
did not find that one. I was looking for that one, but okay, it's. I, it sounds it's, like a one I should see. I think so. I think I think that you would uh, you might connect with that one because it was shot very differently, and because it's French, isn't it, Dicey? Yes, it's French. See, the French, they've got some amazing films. I mean, Killing Zoe or, you know, even when you watch a Van Damme film and it's shot in France, they're way better than the Hollywood films he does. I mean, they're very clever filmmakers, very clever. Because it's stylistic, you know, so it's not just Mm. storytelling, but it's it's storytelling with effect, with... with, A lot of passion. Yes, yes. Mm. But, you know, I won't, I won't do a spoiler because Chantel's got to see it, but you know the thing with the fire hydrant? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. When they get the guy? I, I mean, that image, stayed, that, that image yeah. stayed with me for days. Yeah, like I said, this is one that Good you don't joke. forget. Like, I, I don't want to watch oh. it again, but, but I didn't forget yeah. it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my it's, God. It's, um, it's, 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 by the time you get to the big reveal, it's rough. <laughs> Wow. What did you guys think? What did you guys think of the the low project, the J Lo movie Enough? Did you guys see that? I did. I saw that. It's been a while, and I liked because she was a badass. Yeah. What do you think? She, she took her power back, and that's what I like. Yeah, that was a good story, but that was the story of someone who was sane. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Sanity. You know, people forget that. You know. You know, the, the girl in your story went through years of abuse. You know, yeah. there's a difference to years versus, you know, being raped once. Yeah. You know, it, it all horrific. But when you've gone through it several times over, you become a very different person. Um, oh, absolutely. I want to I say here, you know, even though I'm not a big fan of, of using the term, but there's a lot of mental health issues involved in all this for the men definitely if, if you feel like you need to control someone in that way and take mm. you know if that's the thing that you if this like i know it's like this innate feeling deep inside your gut because of the neanderthal you were you were mm. raised but you're not that anymore you know you mm. are a living breathing you know thinking creature you don't have to go to those those decisions yeah that does choices yeah surprises me being that this is you know this is like what the the most if you look at besides murder this is probably the most um the old one of the oldest crimes i think you're right because you're talking about an experience that could be very much lifelong it's almost like a sentence it's 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 uh it's it has that 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 effect. Yeah. And yeah. and definitely like with your main character, she was just she knew that she would never ever ever be able to function again as a person. Yeah, she needed to do yeah. what she needed to do. And mm-hmm. if that meant her life, then that's what it meant. And so, you know, I sometimes you you get involved and it's so horrific in some of these movies, it's so horrific what happens to these women. That it's it's no wonder that they snap and they freaking you mm. know go bananas yeah. and, and kill cut everything off around them, you know. Chantal, oh, I'm, Chantal, I'm curious about your thoughts on I know you you had issues with Imogene. What about in general with the girls, with the women surrounding and come becoming involved, even the ones that had not been raped by either of these guys? Um the the whole 
the kind of group think mentality where they when they got together they were kind of egging each other along in a way some oh, I you're, think they, you're talking like um you you mean like in the accused Jody when they Foster. were we, when they were making the decision on what to do each time like are are you willing to go down for your girls did you did you feel any camaraderie there did you feel like that's how women should rally around each other it kind of brings me back to the midsummer yeah uh, i know yeah. totally not the same thing but how they rallied around her is what i'm talking about and they gave her their energy they grieved with her you know what i mean right. um did you feel like that that was that was a a good representation of what should happen or was a good representation of what does you know how did you feel about that part i was curious about that that camaraderie yeah. yes I, I well they were willing to stab and cut and yeah. you know they, all they this because because those other girls were injured right yeah. i yeah. feel like you know it's it's a great thing to see that sort of thing and the reason i say that isn't because i want to see women attacking men but overall, mm. men are stronger than females. All men are stronger than females. Even the weakest of guys are stronger than females. So the idea that we can stand up together and overcome an abuser should mm. be, you know, that should be, you know, something that inspires women. Like if you're walking, if you're in a party yeah. and you're kind of drunk and you see one of your girlfriends trying to fight a guy off, grab another girl or two and say, we need to stop yeah. this. Come on, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. It's something that we come together and and help like that. You know, now you know, they they stabbed this guy in the bathtub, you know, and they had already done the deed and then they got they kind of started getting freaked out by doing it again. That mm -hmm. was a little mm -hmm. like, well, come on guys, you already did it. <laughs> you've, you've already committed, you already <laughs> killed <laughs> one. <laughs> you can't take that shit back. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I would much rather see this, honestly. I don't know what happened to them after they got arrested and all that, but I would rather see this than what I see constantly other women putting other women down. Well, you know, because sometimes it feels like the women perpetuate the patriarchy and perpetuate putting other women down because it makes them look good. So if she hadn't yeah, worn that or right she shouldn't that. she shouldn't yep. have went over there at that time of night and, you know, just kind of perpetuating this nonsense like it's somehow the women's fault. Exactly. You're right. I mean, I, I mean, personally, I was at. A, I remember being at a at an actor's party, and uh, there were two girls. One that knew the other had been date raped, and uh, you know, the guy popped up on TV during this party, and the one and the girl turned around and in front of everybody said, "Oh, wasn't that you? Wasn't that your date rapist?" And mm. I said, "You, you, you, you bitch! Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, how yeah. dare you use someone's?" you know, um, tragedy as a joke at a party. I just, I just wanted to slap her so hard. Yeah. Um, it's disgusting. And I, I know what you mean. I've seen women turn on other women and it's really nasty. It's horrific. Yeah. And it's a power, right? Because they want to say they have some sort of power. It's a power um, thing again. Yeah. You know, and let's be honest though, this power thing, I mean, that's coming from a really insecure place. Power, yeah. a yearning power like that means they're really weak. I that's agree. Do you know what I mean? Because strong women lift other women up. Powerful women lift other women up. Only the ones mm -hmm. that feel like they're lacking in some way are going to tear somebody else down. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and unfortunately, as we know, a lot of it does happen to people when they're young because they're, they're, they're um, easier to manipulate. You know, and like you said, if it's a, this giant man, this poor, young, you know, frail girl, fuck, she doesn't have a chance. 
Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just ho- it's horrible. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's also some of the argument for, you know, sending kids back to school during COVID. You know, mm. some, some of the kids, this is their escape to get away from abusers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's a bit something that's not addressed enough, but you're absolutely right. There's just so many scenarios, um, you know, going on, you know, every day in, in people's lives and homes that we just don't hear about, but it's happening. And it, the numbers, as we know, are, are disturbing. Um, and uh, and people have got all sorts of, of uh, different, I guess, agendas or or reasons why they don't want to go back, um, or maybe they want to get the hell out full stop. You know, there's just so many uh, variables. Mm. And, and then when you think about it, guys, you know, mm. for for me personally, you know, it's it's taken many years for me to have any type of relationship with my mother, though she oh, wow. didn't really know about the situation but she did leave me with a, a total stranger when oh, I God. to take yeah. care and so yeah. you know you have to you know it is as you get older you just want to sometimes you're just not sure who you want to see and who who you want to see the revenge or the or the the all this going towards now you know now as an adult and someone who's learned about spirituality and, and the effects of things on our psyche I know mm. that 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 murder and and maiming is not really the solution. They're just going to come back their next lifetime mm. and create worse problems for others. But mm. it is still I'm of, laughing because it sounds funny, but I know you mean it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it sounds funny, and and unfortunately, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, you know, you you brought up another memory for me talking about you know the girl being left alone at home and young and all the rest mm. of it with a stranger. I, I had a an ex girlfriend who was in exactly the same situation. She was left at home with a so called family friend, and he she just turned on her like a crazed maniac and and, and actually beat her up. And when the mother came home, um, rather than kind of nurture or whatever, she took photographs. And I was thinking to myself, this must be for the police, but she didn't press charges. She just took photos, didn't really comfort the girl, and got on with it. And I just mm-hmm. thought, like, are you insane? Like yeah. what? What was that? You know, that is not I just proper support. Oh my God, guys! Seriously, the amount of stories—I uh, hate to say—I've just got so many. I really do, and yeah. I think that's why, really, what drove me to make that film in the in the first place. I would—I'd had enough. You know, yeah. like just had enough, and 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 in a different way, Chantel. Obviously, I'm. You know, we're 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 coming from a different perspective, you and I. But my my experience was still that I'd had enough. I was sick to death of every single woman I met had been abused. Like I just, I just, I just sick to death of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, it's and hard. I hope that this can also be an educational um, episode. And the, the reason I, I see so. that is because, I think because I want to get into the consent part and Chantel recommended, she suggested that we play a game. And then I was thinking, well, how about a consent game? That way we're still (laughs) on topic Uh, just because people don't seem to understand what consent is. And let me also say, before we go into that, I may destroy you by Michaela Coel. Have you all seen that? It's on HBO. It's a show, not a movie. No, sorry. I haven't seen it. Okay. I may destroy you. You all need to check out. Um, Mm -hmm. Michaela is absolutely fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. She's black British. And I watched a comedy of hers years ago, Chewing Gum. And it was all laughs. It was just funny. And this Mm kind of struck me because it was was serious. It's a drama. 
and mm. but she is the writer she's the director she's the actor you know and I, I love a powerful woman like that and she is yeah. she has done yeah. all of this and and it is remarkable but she is she is telling it from a, a personal story something that happened with her and mm. she's um made it into a show with uh i think there are 10 or 13 episodes i can't remember maybe maybe 10 or episodes or so but it is remarkable how she she touches on these issues and the issue of consent i think was pretty important because there's a lot of different ways where you can violate someone and sometimes maybe people don't realize it maybe guys don't know hey if she is drunk Mm -hmm. and she can't say yes yeah not to touch her then it correct yeah. And actually, do you remember, Dicey, do you remember back, let's go back to that sex, the, the sex down under doco, the psychologist, she said that she'd had girls, like let's say 18 to 21 year old girls came in that had been, that would go out every Friday night, get blind drunk, have sex with someone and not even remember who it was. Right. And it was weekly. It was, and yeah. she, the psychologist was saying to us like, what do you mean you just go out and you get drunk and you just kind of let this happen? And the girls yeah. were like, well, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, documentary. God. You know, like, are you some of those girls had been sexually abused because that's what they're, they were used to. That's what their sexual experience was. So they were already used to that. Yeah, they yeah. thought it was normal. And that's, that's, what, that's what horrified me because it's like no one's even stepping in to say that's actually wrong. Like it's just, it just, it did. My mind just boggles, man. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So consent, um, because you got to have it. We talk about consent on this on this episode a lot because you can do a lot of things. Just find the person that's okay with what you're into. You know, whatever your wild kink is, somebody (laughs) is into that shit. Go find that person. Some people like being dominated. If, if they are yeah, a natural like, sub and they yeah. want to be put in that position, then you go and you find a healthy way to explore some of your proclivities. Uh, taking it out on someone who does not consent is not the way. That is illegal, it's, it's immoral, cool. it's unethical, it's all those things that you should not do. So It's just not cool, yeah. All right, consent. Uh, in this situation, let's say Pete and Laura are about to have sex, right? And this is mm-hmm. one of the, the, the issues that was brought up on I May Destroy You. Um, and so, uh, Laura is down. She's ready. Right. And she Mm -hmm. says, uh, hold up now, put on a condom. Mm -hmm. And he says, okay. And he puts one on and then they start to have sex. At -hmm. some point he takes that motherfucker off and Mm -hmm. he resumes having sex again. And then afterwards he says, oh, I thought you knew when she's like, what happened to the condom? I told you to put one on. All right. He penetrates her without the condom after she consented to the sex, but sex with a condom. Mm-hmm. Does he have consent? No. No. No, no he doesn't. Because she never because she said from the start that's not how it's gonna go down. So he's right. he's deceived her midway to yeah. have his way, which is getting back to the control thing. Right. right. And it's a and it's a gaslighting thing. Oh, I thought you knew. I thought you could feel the difference. I thought, no, you know, blah, blah, blah. She said a condom. You keep yeah, that motherfucker bullshit. on. Absolutely. He's making an excuse to cover up and deceive her to do what he really wanted to do without her consent. Exactly. Yeah. 
So people do this. They play that switcheroo stuff all the time. You all are yeah. in violation if you're doing that. Well, the other thing is, too, like if it's a hookup, I mean, what about the chances of an STD? There's a lot yeah. of variables there. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Like, and, Jesus okay, Christ. There's plan B. Yeah, but, yeah, the diseases. That, that's, not, that's not something that. For that. <laughs> I couldn't what hear you. I said, there's no plan B with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Eddie Murphy says in Delirious. He goes, you carry that shit like luggage. That's right. And she didn't consent to, to contracting anything from you. <laughs> oh my God. And you never know, too. If she told you to keep a condom on, it could be to protect your dumb ass. Right. Well, exactly. She might have been doing him a favor. Exactly. You could have HPV. And though guys don't think it affects them, if they're not having anal sex, I get that. But if you mm. get HPV, you could give it to your future wife who may Absolutely. become sterile and or oh. die of cancer because you had HPV. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Next scenario. Yeah. We got Pete and uh, Laura. Let's just keep those names. Yeah. <laughs> <Pete>. <laughs> <laughs> Jack and Jill. <laughs> Marco and Laura. <laughs> Pete and Laura. <laughs> Or have they? Uh, she goes to his house late. Okay, <laughs> they they leave the bar and they go to his house. It's late. It's like two o'clock in the morning. The bar closed, and mm -hmm. she's down. That's what she went over there <laughs> for. She she went over there to get down, right? So, um, just to loosen her up a little bit, he gives her a little bit more alcohol. Alcohol. He's been paying for drinks all night at the bar. She's a little mm -hmm. tipsy. She gets on the couch and she passes out. Yeah. She's unconscious, but he proceeds to have sex with her anyway. Does he uh, have consent? No, that's rape. <laughs> that is rape. That is that's not consent. But she's she's unconscious. She didn't even have a chance to say yes or no. She's she's that's sleeping. Or or even you know this thirteen reasons why the season two I think two or three comes to mind with this one right here. No, unbelievable. I gotta watch this show, Dicey. You're getting me pumped. This is 13 reasons why they tackle some really, really tough and situations. People suicide. made me mad about that because they wanted to bitch about oh, the suicide, the suicide. I'm like, I get it. Suicide's not good, and we don't want to make everybody our I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about that. But the point is, yeah, you are not seeing the point of this fucking show if all you care about is this girl kill herself. This That's girl, right. yeah, for a fucking yeah. reason. Yeah, the show was yeah. educational also, right. and it provided uh, information for uh, counselors at the end of each, at the end of each, and at the beginning of each episode. It was yeah. trying to do more good than harm. No, and yeah, things that needed to be said, and it wasn't just the female who got raped on that show. Right. Yeah. Right. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Good. I like that. Yeah. Anybody? Anybody else have a scenario they want to pose? Um. I have yeah. more. <laughs> uh, okay, what about what about this one? Mm -hmm. What about um, Jack and Jill? <laughs> <laughs> they're in a relationship. They've been mm -hmm. in a relationship mm -hmm. for a year, so they're mm -hmm. you know the pre state. They might they might even be engaged. Let's say, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and he's you know getting a bit kinky. They go out to their regular their regular bar, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. when she's uh, and she and she likes her recreational drugs, and he says, "Oh, you know, take this pill." And but but she doesn't know the pill's going to act as a sedative. Mm -hmm. So by the time they get home, they've they've got undressed, 
and started to have sex, but she's already passed out. No consent. No consent. So it doesn't matter whether he'd been with her for a year and they were That's comfortable right. and regularly had sex and That's they regularly right. took drugs. She wasn't conscious. That's right. It yeah. doesn't matter how many other times you all have done it. If she didn't consent to that time, it is not consent. It is not effective consent. That's right. How about Bomb. Laura? Laura is a professional porn star. Mm. She is a porn actor, an actress who has sex with men. And she yeah. does it in front of a camera. She gets paid for it. Yeah. She has sex with 10 men in one scene. And Jesus. later on, she goes out with one of the guys from that scene. Mm-hmm. And he proceeds to have sex with her, even though she did not say she wanted it. She didn't say she, she I don't know, was tired. <laughs> tired. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't have to be unconscious, you know. I'm just trying to throw that in there. Sure, but some yeah. people, some people seem to act like because she has sex with a lot of different men, or she yeah. consented to have sex with him with him earlier, or, or a bunch of men before, that it's yeah. okay for you to to take advantage of her later, and it's not. Is yeah, it's consent? not. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. And no. because she's she's a professional, she's been paid to go and do that scene, which in her mind is that's her job. Um, and and just the fact that 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 had gone down, or maybe he did even uh, penetrate during the scene, doesn't mean she's consenting to emotionally in her own life um, uh, as an aftermath. It, it's a completely different context, right? And so I it think doesn't, on, it doesn't well, give permission, right? And I guess I could have thrown in here, you know, he just had mouth, you know, he just put it in her mouth. I'm sorry, that's a song. Mm. But uh, I May Destroy You uh, also tackles this, where penetration mm. is penetration. It doesn't matter what orifices you use, you know? Correct. If, it's, all if, deemed, it's, all de- it's all deemed sex as soon as there's genitalia involved in any position that you can imagine. Right. Or any touching that was inappropriate. I know, um, and oh, I hate yeah. to say this because I, I was a fan, but um, the porn star, Jeremy, uh, Ron Jeremy, Oh, yeah, Jeremy. yeah, he he has been um, he's he's he is under indictment for a bunch oh, of different charges oh, for. Darcy, oh, Darcy, I'm so glad you brought this up. I've got a story for you. You're not going to believe it. What is? It's my Ron Jeremy story. Okay. And, and I'm from Australia, so I shouldn't even know this. This is how far it's reached. <laughs> I haven't, I'm not going to name names, but I have an actress who was in one of my films. Mm -hmm. She went to LA and she was introduced to him at a bar and without even a conversation, he just, he just proceeded to try and take her knickers off on the dance floor. Wow. There are a lot of stories like that right now. I saw a, a ton of women on Twitter that they've, it, the, the tweets go back to 2016, I think, 2016, 2017 yeah. on. And they are saying that they just were taking pictures with him. They'd be at like the yeah. Exotica or Erotic Expos or, you know, the Porn Expos. And they just take a picture with him and he slips a finger yeah. uh, through their panties and, and inserts oh, it in promise. them. And all they were doing was taking pictures. So... Wow. Yeah, Ron yeah, the, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm not that surprised. Is, that the, is the, not the, consent. 
It's not consent. No. There's no way it's consent. The other problem is, is that for that particular character, and I'm going to call him a character because I find it odd calling him a person at the moment, um, mm. <laughs> um, is that he, uh, it's all he knows. Do you know what I mean? Like in his, yeah. in his oh. egotistical, you know, paradigm that he's been in his entire life, that's kind of all he knows. And it, it's almost like when I think about him, I hate to say it, but I almost feel a bit sick. Back like, to the seventies. Back to the seventies. He's been doing porn. Yes, yeah. he's sixty-seven he years he old knows. now, and yeah, he and just he thinks meets, he, he can just do he whatever. Meets an actress. Yeah, and he meets a green actress, you know, a fish out of water, and he thinks he can do whatever he wants. I mean, who who gave him the license? Nobody. Yeah, wow. and and you know? all of these women saying this, they're not lying. They're not lying. Yeah, no, because well, there's scores of women. I be like I said, I got a girl. And I'm in Australia. Yeah, Imagine, like that's how reached me like that's ridiculous i have a scenario so please guy goes out on his bachelor party with all his friends and one of his friends is getting getting a lap dance and he slips a finger in the girl while she's lap dancing (laughs) well no because we all better kick his ass (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's security a lot of times you know or he rubs up against her and fucking has an orgasm i mean Oh God! Yeah, you can imagine, can't you? Jesus, yeah. You know, that's right. They mm. they are used to that, but that is abuse. Oh, definitely. And you know, I I had a friend once that was a um a stripper at one of the really top notch uh, strip clubs in in my city, and uh, she made the big mistake of um of going home with a client, and oh my God! Like honestly, guys, all hell broke loose. Like it was really 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 dangerous in fact and and she lost her job um it was a big no-no um so they've get i know how strict they are in there and you can't even touch the girl if you you know it doesn't matter what she's doing you can't you can't even touch her mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah, that's, that's a no consent from me yeah. you know unless you go into a legal porn like um porn a legal um house what do you call those places uh, brothel brothel thank you, you yeah know, unless you're paying for a specific you're, thing you're you're receiving a service that you are paid for yeah and that is consent because they're like yes we do provide that yeah and even then they they check off what's allowed you know a lot of these porn actors get abused in the sense that they will say that they only want vaginal penetration yeah. and then when they get to the set the, the man's trying to do anal like yeah she, she has agreed. She has agreed to certain things that she will yeah. allow, and that's not one of them. Then anything else that takes place that's not on that list or at that brothel, when they say that they will do this, this, and this, but not this, those are hard limits. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of. I've seen a lot of stuff even on on YouTube and, and the internet about you know scenarios gone wrong on these sets. You know, like exactly what you said. The girl has in the agreement. This is what I'll do. But then she gets to a male-dominated set, and they kind of almost coaxing her into doing mm-hmm, a little bit more, mm-hmm. and it starts, and it gets out of control, and right. that is flat-out abuse. Right, there is no, like that. Right. This motherfucker's got to be on trial. You know, like there's no excuses for that. That's right. So yeah. you know, you got those those situations where it's coercive. Obviously, if you were having a gun to somebody's head, that is wrong. But blackmail too. I'm gonna tell so and so that you did so and so if you don't have sex with me. That is right. wrong. Oh, <laughs> blackmail. 
It's like having an invisible gun to somebody's head. You were coercing them into consenting. So even if they do it, you have done, they have done it under duress. That is not effective consent. No, not at all. It's just not. And, um, you know, I I guess we've already gone over an hour. So I will say uh, anyone listening to this, Whatever has happened to you, it doesn't matter what you wore. It did not matter what what happened, whether you were drinking out mm. late, whether you went to his house late. None of that is an excuse for what he did to you or they did to you. Uh, it doesn't matter how young you were and you didn't know any better. That was not your fault. It doesn't matter if there were people around that told you it was okay. If you did not feel comfortable and you did not feel like that was something you wanted to happen, then it shouldn't have happened to you. So I just want to say well that said. I agree. It, it, I just want to say that anyone who's listening to this, if you're struggling with trauma from any type of sexual abuse and that covers a multitude of things, rape, yeah. penetrative or, or just psychological, you know, where someone's, yeah. um, they're saying what they're going to do to you constantly and it, it has you on edge or anxious for something sexual that might happen. Sexual assault, um, statutory rape, which, uh, is, oh, is yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's one thing when it's, um, because we've talked about rape play on here and fantasy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's in fiction and in 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 uh, videos or porn or whatever, mm-hmm. where we're talking about acts of physical and emotional and mental violence in real life. <laughs> I need right. to say yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but get get go see a go see a therapist. Go talk to someone. Go see a counselor. Don't just carry that pain and that hurt inside. Yeah. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, yeah, don't carry it around. Don't yeah. carry it around. Get it out. Don't um, let it in your life. And you are not a victim. You are a survivor. Correct. Exactly. You can yep. find your strength when you know who you are and you feel safe. And a lot of times that may take some some changes in your life, but make those changes because it'll be worth it. So you don't end up wasting your life. And letting that person win. And nice. I would like to say that, and I may destroy you. I love the ending because it there were there were three different possible endings, but they they showed her taking her power back, and that's always something that I think that is important. It may be some work, you know. I'm not saying it's going to happen yeah. overnight. I'm not saying that you're just going to you know wake up one day. Oh, I forgot about it. Everything's I'm fine now. Everything's great. But just put the work in because you you owe it to yourself. To be as as who you who you need to be for yourself. So you deserve to not let them continue to injure you every day and in every relationship. So go see someone so that you can talk through it and or or a support group. I don't I don't know what will help you, but you need to figure that out and don't just carry this burden alone. Learn to throw some knives if nothing else. Do what? <laughs> throw some knives. Learn from Kill Bill. Um, <laughs> Go sign up Guys, for martial arts. <laughs> go, <laughs> go take out, become Dexter, and take out the the uh, abusers that get off with that uh, with a slap it. on the wrist. 
<laughs> Don't even start. I, that so, was my plan, you know. That was my plan. I was just too fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not too late. Like, you know, <laughs> let me take that. Okay, this is my disclaimer. I'm in no way encouraging any physical violence in any yeah, way. <laughs> and can I also thank you guys for having me back uh, on a very, um, you know, a very serious subject pod um you know for tackling this and uh, and being open because uh, we're all obviously coming from different experience uh, in in this in this subject and realm but i appreciate you guys taking the time to um to talk with me about it and also being a male uh you know so thank you for that um absolutely thank you for sharing for fox force with us and i'm sorry that that happened to your friends and on and, and uh former girlfriends and because and i'm sorry that it happened to you because you were injured also and in not being able to have the relationship with the, with them that you both deserved so um that's a beautiful thing to say thank you very much um so everyone check out penis on film yes <laughs> <laughs> Check out Nathan Hill's movie Fox Force and um what uh I know we had it in the last episode where they could find you. Yeah, tell everybody Am again. Amazon Prime's the quickest way to find it. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And and your socials? Um yeah, you can still pro- I mean probably go to the Facebook, just go to Nathan Hill, Nathan Hill movie on Facebook. That's my verified page. It's got everything there, all the links and everything, but otherwise mm-hmm. you'll find every every title on Amazon Prime. Okay. Thank you so much, Nathan. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Take care. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe. And join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See See you you next week for Sex and and Horror. Horror.